Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Houdat Nation, and welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast. Hey, what's up, Houdat Nation? Thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, and this is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network. This is part two of our Saints Falcons preview show featuring Scott Kennedy of the Falcons podcast. We're going to pick up right where we left off from part one. So if you haven't listened to part one, you can go back and listen to it before this one. Uh, You can listen to them out of order. It's up to you. Uh, But the original part one was published on Wednesday, November 22nd. Have you watched many Saints games this year about uh, um, and seen how their product and their offensive and defense have been on the field? Or um... I haven't. I watched um, I watched some of the game against the, the Colts. I believe they played the Colts, right? They all start yes. running yep. together so we much. Um, I watched some of that game, but I, I haven't watched enough of it to say, okay, this is to give you, you know, any kind of intelligent discourse about what the Saints are or are not doing to be successful. Well, don't worry. Our the team's Colts. not very intelligent. <laughs> the, the, the Colts game was probably our most complete game of the season, offense and defense. I would say complimentary football. Yeah. So if that's the one that you're basing your opinion of the Saints on for this year, you you, you that's might the be a bit of a shock on Sunday. <laughs> the one, that's the team we hope shows up Sunday. Yes. <laughs> no, we that had, was the week they're... after. I'm like that might have been the high point for both teams then because you were talking about not being fooled. The Falcons fooled us when they went down to Tampa dominated oh, yeah. that Buccaneers yep. team. Yeah. They just dominated. I mean, that's a score not being close, but it was three turnovers close again. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at any other kind of metric and they, they just beat them up and down the field in Tampa. Like, okay, they're ready to go. Take care of the ball, clean that up. And then they lose three straight, you know, to, uh, and, and this is, but you lost to Tennessee. Minnesota. We both schedule. lost to Dobbs, right? We did. We, you lost to Minnesota yes. when Josh Dobbs was quarterback too, right? When Josh Dobbs had that come in on a bus on first... a bus earlier that week, like yeah. on Thursday, and the uh, you know, and, and Kevin O'Connell's giving him the plays in his headset. Okay, this is what you're gonna call, and you're gonna this have a fly to to. at your X, and you're gonna have the... a deep in on your right. Oh, you just got <laughs> yeah. cut off at 15 seconds. The Sean McVay uh, plan. Uh, right? it, it, this was he, a historically, he, and I don't couldn't mean to go through his progressions purpose. because he didn't know the prog- like it was if the first guy's not open, like I don't know what to do because I only know what the first guy is, what, what route he's running. It right. was 
crazy the way that I mean, it's gave up gave up 31 points. Um, this is a historically easy schedule for the Atlanta Falcons. I, I don't know in, an, in our lifetime if we will see a better slate of games, considering the quarterbacks, the youth that was out the there. Same for Saints, yep. And they're sitting there at four and six, and that's again. Yeah. How, Kirk, how does this team go back? Kirk Cousins really? was going to be the best quarterback the Saints were going to face this year. Turns out Josh Dobbs is the best quarterback the Saints were <laughs> facing this year. Well, yeah, you have similar you have similar schedules. I'm like, I, I went through mm-hmm. this. I'm like, okay, week one, Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young, zero starts. Week two, Jordan Love, one start. Um, week three at Detroit Lions, a pretty good team. Jared Goff's pretty good player. Uh, week four, Jaguars. Okay, yeah, give you that one too. Texans, rookie quarterback, commander, Sam Howell, first year as a starter, Buccaneers, journeyman and Baker Mayfield, Titans, Will Levis's first ever start, who put up the best first ever start in the history of the NFL. And you know yeah, what? It sounds familiar. Now he's much back sense. to normal. Yeah. I thought it was just us. <laughs> Vikings going against CJ Stroud's pretty damn good. Uh, but Will Levis, not Vikings. Um, you're starting a rookie making his first career start. And then you, you sub in a journeyman who just got off the bus, yeah. like dropped off, no. got off the Marta station and walked in in the first quarter uh, in Atlanta <laughs> Cardinals, Kyler Murray making his first start. I mean, I, I got the whole team and there's like 15 career starts on the roster. <laughs> so it, you would pretty, say that the defense well, and, is not yeah, I mean, great. Yeah, so y'all thought Aaron Rodgers <laughs> was going to be the best quarterback hearing, place yeah. this year, and he you're not going to play him in a couple of weeks. Like it's yeah, it it's it's been really crazy. I mean, that's been the whole discourse over here this year is that this this division is so soft. The schedule is so easy, and it's for 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 us, you and and Tampa, like all, all these three teams, we have the easiest schedule in the league. Like if we can't. If one of these teams can't easily win this division, then the coach has done a terrible job. One yeah, of nobody, those three teams is going to host a home game in the playoffs and get destroyed by the Cowboys and get destroyed by the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> so I feel like progress to y'all. <laughs> this, this, this sounds like the old days of the Saints Falcons rivalry when we when we post stunk. Yeah. yeah, well, Rob, Bob, the difference was and, we're sitting out there in the NFC West with the the, the 49ers and oh, or yeah. most of the 49ers. Yeah. No matter how the Rams good showing their heads then. every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. no matter so, how good you were back then, the 49ers yeah. were always going to top you. I, yeah. I, I think I understand that, obviously, with Desmond Ritter back at quarterback, um, I mean, there's going to be a, a big dose of the run game and then trying to go like probably shorter passes to to London and Jonu Smith and Kyle Pitts. Um, tell me if I'm wrong on that, but I also want to ask on the defense, like, what 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 is the defense good at or bad at that we need to worry about the, how that how they're going to line up with the Saints? The defense, and you know, you're not wrong on that. Hopefully, the depth of target gets a little bit better because it was something like three. It, it was three for three the yards. Falcons. It was three yards or, or something Ritter. like that, which is just asinine. And that's and we're talking Taylor Heineke. You know, Taylor Heineke mm-hmm. coming in. What's the biggest question about Taylor Heineke? Okay, well, he's a little bit loose with the football, has kind of a gunslinger mentality. Not for Arthur Smith, he doesn't. <laughs> Three for 15 for 50 yards or whatever it was, five for 15 for 50 yards. It was actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't five for 15. It was like eight for 15. But again, is that your, that's that's your scheme. That's your strategy. And you're like, you're, you're not. We had this conversation ourselves as far as even Pete Carmichael was like, you're, is it harder to, design a new offense to tailor to your quarterback strengths or for example is yeah are is are you trying to make taylor heineke play matt ryan football just like we're trying to make uh Derek carr play drew Brees football or not you know 
Yeah, this isn't Matt Ryan football, though. This is closer to Marcus Mariota football. You know, they, they, they the offense, this is Steve Tannehill football. This, it was Matt Ryan was the was the exception in here for what Arthur Smith has historically done. And Matt Ryan's just a really good quarterback. Um, right. You know, so he's able to adapt uh, and do those type of things. But on the defense, you know, losing Grady Jarrett hurts. You know, he's he's the heart and soul. He's he's really underrated. If you don't really know the Atlanta Falcons, you don't know how good he is. And he really is that good. Um, you know, he's he's Jesse Tuggle, you know, where the, the nobody pays attention to the Atlanta Falcons. They don't know how good Jesse Tuggle is. You know, they didn't really know how good those those Saints linebackers were in the 80s until the Saints, you know, made the playoffs and made to know it's like, oh, Ricky Jackson, Sam Mills. I, I know these guys now. You know, there's it's it's an underrated rivalry, and there's some underrated players on there because they get dragged down by the by the team itself. That said, this team is still pretty good up the middle in stopping the run. They're still pretty good in coverage because they they they've got some some players out there. Jesse Bates has been worth every penny that they've spent on him. AJ Terrell's still pretty good. Um, Jeff Akuda will play his way into a, a a nice raise where he'll get a another contract somewhere probably, you know, probably seven to 9 million after being a bust out of Detroit, Richie Grant had a nightmare last week, third year safety, second round pick uh, in, in Fontenot and Smith's first class, really bad, but the pass rush is still atrocious. They cannot, cannot get to a quarterback with a four man rush cannot. And even though the Falcons were Top 10, top five, and a lot of defensive metrics first half of the season. Their legitimate pressures and their sacks on the quarterbacks and were just not there. And that's not sustainable at this level. There's the, the quarterbacks, even a guy walking in off the bus, Josh Dobbs, they're too good. They're, they're too good at this level to give them time. And if you've got time to throw, a professional quarterback is going to pick you apart. And that's what's been happening more lately. The, the lack of a pass rush has, isn't being – covered up by a key turnover here and there. So if the Falcons aren't getting turnovers, they're getting scored on because they cannot get to the quarterback. They just flat out can't. I feel like our teams are the Spider-Man looking at each other. Like our defense, we can't get, all we do is rush four guys and we can't get any pressure either. I mean, guys sit back there all day long. We just, Cam Jordan's getting old and um, Granderson's pretty good. But other than that, we got nothing. And we will, not, we will not blitz because it's uh, because we don't, uh, we want we don't to do anything. everybody to drop back. Yeah. How's Onyamata treating y'all? You like him? Onyamata's been good. I think he was out last week, um, which is, you know, part of the problem. Him and Grady Jarrett being out, that's that's one of the best defensive tackle tandems in football. I mean, there's there's some good guys out there, but Onyamata's been really good. And Caden Ellis hasn't really been allowed to do what he was brought in to do, which was to provide pressure. Uh, you know, what do you have? Seven sacks last year in 11 games. I think he got his first yeah. sack last week because Troy Anderson, uh, second year linebacker, got hurt, tore a pectoral. He's done for the year. And then there's an undrafted free agent rookie in next to him who's played well. Right. It's like, why bring a guy in if you're not going to do what made him successful? Because there's been some injuries that have forced him into an emergency situation just a little bit. But um, yeah, you weren't kidding about sacks. You're actually behind the Atlanta Falcons. I didn't think that was possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. No, with 18 sacks, the Falcons had 18 but, sacks in 17. Or in, how long have they been playing 17? Long enough. 21 in 2021, yeah. they had 18 sacks in 17 games. They only finished with 21 last year. 
which is yeah, where they I, are now. So I wouldn't getting... look at the interception stats if I were you, though. If yeah, yeah, Des, yeah. if Desmond Ritter is fond of throw passing the ball he, to the other team, yeah. I don't it's think he's thrown difference. a ton because those three oh, turnovers came on three fumbles. He had three interceptions. Yeah. And in one game, zero the next because he had three fumbles. So, no, you know, and they don't put the ball in the air a ton. In the interception per throw is probably pretty high because they don't throw the yeah. ball a ton. Yeah. Difficult to throw an interception if the ball's on the floor. <laughs> there you go. Also <laughs> hard like to throw Jason... an interception if Tyler Heineke's playing instead of you. Correct. Yeah, oh, that's true. Jason, you yeah, said which he did for the last meme. two and a half games. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like these two teams, like, I'm, I've been looking at the stats to try and see who has the edge in this game. I mean, the Saints have 300, I'm um, rounding, 300 more pass yards on the season right now than Atlanta, but Atlanta has 300 more rush yards. Points, I mean, we're the Saints are scoring more per game than the Falcons, but as far as, like again, scoring drive percentage, Saints, 33% of our drives result in a score. The Falcons, 34%. The... Even the teams go into this game, the series between the Saints and Falcons right now is 54 and 54. <laughs> we are oh, this is the big, the big tiebreaker. This is the tiebreaker game, even though the Saints have won eight of the last 10. Uh, so, but yeah, like these two teams are so similar this year entering this game goes back to why. And I that's not a compliment. No, no, right. It's yeah, it's not like it was a few years ago when you had like Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, you know, when you had like that kind of a similar no, those times when, when the, the both teams South both the teams were nine sending and two a different team and... to the to the Super Bowl every year. Yeah. yeah. I mean no, it's that just... was a gauntlet. I, I, Denver Broncos fans gave me that a lot. Like, well, I don't know. I was like, they they don't know how the rest of us have lived. You know, they've yeah. got three Super Bowls, they're not used to actually struggling. And right. Like you, you just you don't have any idea what the Saints were before Sean Payton. Oh, how do you only oh. win one Super Bowl? Well, we Dude, asked that question. Seven too. winning seasons before he got there in their history. What are you talking about? <laughs> one Super Bowl with Drew Brees. I'm like, well, you know, other teams are pretty good too. You know, I think Tom Brady. Right. There are a lot. Michael yeah, Jordan. Michael Jordan kept a lot of really good basketball players ringless. Yeah. Um, I was like, no, the, the Saints have been. You know, this has been a golden age of Saints football as well. You know, the, the Falcons of Saints have played considerably better than they had in the last 20 years than they had the previous 40 years. Yeah. Right. Well, Wesley, was it you that put that picture in the group the other day that the Saints in the last 10 years have got the best record in the NFC, even with the last three seasons? So they the last six, the six years. In the last six, six years, the well, Saints have, yeah. have, they're the only team with 100 wins. I mean, so they're in the last, it was 100 games. <clears throat> but I mean, yeah. the Saints have yeah. more wins than any other team in the NFL the last six years. And that, Jason was immediately like, well, that's not what we're currently dealing with. I mean, love, yeah, but, we're, but it is we, we the see last six years. And it is. Half but of so, that time has so been without Drew Brees. There's, there's a, again, like the fact that, like Scott, what you were saying, like the la the Saints and Falcons both got good at the same time, which added to the rivalry. I mean, ever since that 2006 game when we returned to the Dome and the Gleason punt block, all and that point forward until, you know, the Brees and Matt Ryan both left their teams, like, that is part of what got us on Thursday, you know, Thanksgiving that got us on all these primetime games. Like the, the, our rivalry, we played, we played the Falcons two years back to back on Thanksgiving, 18 yeah. and 19. Yeah. And like that rivalry was national. And it was one of the highest rating Thanksgiving, if not the highest rating Thanksgiving game ever or something like there, anytime they would put us on primetime, the world would watch. And I think it's a, I think it's actually a fun rivalry. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. You have to, Put that in better than Dallas, Washington, you know, or well, Dallas I, I had this conversation again with, uh, 
you know, someone, someone on my podcast on the Falcons podcast said, you know, the saints rival Falcons rivalry is overrated. I'm like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. You're like, think, you know, think like Dallas Philly. I'm like, Dallas Philly, Dallas is America's team. And all of America also, if you're not a Cowboys fan, hates them. Their rivalry is whoever they're playing that week. When yeah. I, was like, I, would, I would put Dallas San Fran as a more like I would watch that just because of the 90s. You know, you look at like just well, Dallas and I don't and know how Fran. old you are, but I was born in the 70s. Guess who it was? It was Dallas Steelers. Yep. And mm-hmm. in the 80s, it was Dallas Redskins. It was Dallas Giants. I'm like, Dallas is that this was yeah. always Saints. The problem is, is nobody paid attention. Because if right. I go and do a sort on, you know, losing this franchise of all times, it's not going to take me very long to get to the Falcons and Saints. Yeah. You know, I think the Buccaneers but, are in there. And that's too. it. Right. It's our oh. rival. Right. And that's the thing. It's not a nationally. Right. It's it's our rivalry, which makes it even that much more, I think, fun, if you want to say, because it doesn't matter. Like, again, too sh- even when we're both having shitty seasons it's still the game that you circle on your calendar and it's still like, there's a, there, it's almost, you know, like college, like with when the LSU plays Arkansas and you play for the boot, right. You're, you, you're playing for the trophy. And then of course you have a lot of people from new Orleans now live in Atlanta. You have a lot of transplants. You have a lot, there's relatives. There's, there's just a lot of ties between the cities, which make yep. it that much closer. And well, then yeah, there are fans where it I went gets to Auburn. Ugly. I say it's a fun rivalry because I went to Auburn and Auburn, Alabama is just silly. It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I grew up well, in Atlanta, I grew yeah. up a pro sports fan and Auburn, Alabama. It's just, it's nasty. They, they don't have anything else to do, but hate each other 365 days a year. Yeah. You know, I mean, if we, I'm, we I'm a Saints fan. I might watch basketball. I might watch LSU. I might do some other things. I might go fishing. Yeah. Well, we, we on the Dome Patrol podcast have been petty at times with this rivalry. I mean, we used That's what to a have rivalry is fuck the Falcons week, and yeah, we would find things to make fun of the city of Atlanta for things and all that. But again, it's all humor. I mean, J- it's Jason all has fun. brought up Matt Ryan shitting his pants during a football game a whole bunch of times. A lot. Well, I mean, <laughs> clearly, I mean, Breeze never did that. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> That's why we wear black pants. <laughs> But no, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun rivalry, especially when you win. Uh, <laughs> it's at least something that I can get up for now because I don't have a lot of faith in the team yeah. right now. But I will definitely get up for a but, Falcons game. Yeah, but I'll admit, I think both teams need new content though, because right, I think it's almost to this point where like Falcons fans are always going to point out some bullshit about Katrina. Saints fans are all going to going to point to twenty eight three. Yeah, that we do need some some new content. Eh. Eh. I mean, what about Breeze's spin move? That was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Or even the uh, well, and the game that was the, that was the bad thing of Matt Ryan uh, leaving, because the Matt back. Ryan Cam Jordan stuff was always amazing. Mm. Like, just Cam is a great trash talker and was incredible yeah. about the 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 talk about the sacking Matt Ryan. Um, I know nobody's going to be super inspired, but we do need to get score predictions and yeah. figure out. Uh, um, All right. So then I'm, I'll, I'll lead us off on score predictions going along my narrative of these. This is pretty much the same team going against itself. So I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to go 21, 20 saints. Damn. Wow. That's what I was going to say, but I don't know if I was just going to say 21, 20 and not pick a team. <laughs> <laughs> usually I'm, usually you I'm know, pretty... these teams have never tied. That's so many points, Jeff. I'm, I'm pretty good about games. picking over unders. It is a lot, yeah. and stuff like that. So I was like, "All right, well, if I'm picking 41 points, what's the over under on this? I bet it's pretty close. It's 42 and a half. Okay, oh, wow. it's 42 and a half. 
And and there's no way, and it wouldn't be the Falcons that had 21 because you're not shutting out Young Way Koo. You can't contain Young Way Koo. He's it's gonna score. It's seven, no, it's seven field goals. That's where he's yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe <laughs> I did pick him up on my Broncos the other night. Morning. They about had seven field goals. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Will Lutz. Yeah, great. Yeah, another good uh, another great good thing that we coach. cut him so we could lose multiple games because of missed field goals this year. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to stick with the 41 points. I'm going to say 22 to 19 Saints. All right, I'll go next. I, I had, I'll say, oh, 21 20 is my first, but that's not going to be it. It's going to be something do. weirder than that. It's going to be like 19 to 17. And I will say uh, the home team wins. And then the home team wins the rematch. They'll split again this year. And um, I'll say, I'll say but the, the Saints Falcons come out of this. Home. Get a win at get a win in Atlanta, and then uh, and then the, the Saints win the return uh, in New Orleans. But historically, gonna, the Saints are home when they're playing in Atlanta too. Yeah, just with I, the I, amount of fans. I'm gonna go 17-13 Saints. I'm definitely taking the under. 17-13. Yeah. Well, you you've got a a recently concussed car that's currently still in protocol, but will probably still play, which is just spells disaster for me. I mean, I, how I, much I, has I, Michael I, Thomas played this year? He has He's played, played the all, but he will not play this week. Oh, I knew that, got, but I just don't know how big a loss that is. I didn't played, check the, the play, box. He's played every game. It's, how it's much a loss. He's, it's he's a loss. Yeah, he's played every game. But we do have uh, Callaway. Oh, 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 well, Jason just sort of brought it up, so I'll just bring a caveat. I think Derek Carr is going to play. If Jameis plays, then the Saints win 31-13. to 13. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I might be with you on that one. I did. He, he his, his lifetime stats, I don't know if you already knew this and you're yeah. you're going with this one, but his lifetime rating against the Atlanta Falcons is like 107. Oh my god. He's in he, like 10 starts. Rushes. Yes. It's like the guy literally, literally, that word gets used too much, but literally is better than Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees against the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> I mean, don't maybe worry. somebody can point this out to the Saints coach and staff. It's a little yeah, late it, for that. Derek, Derek you just rest your head another week. It's fine. Yeah, just keep it that. Keep it that. Our, right. our coaches are not smart enough to know that. Also, Taysom Hill is 3-0 in three career starts against the, the Falcons, but he's not going to start this he week. Is. James, you oh, need a yeah. score prediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 24-13 Saints. Scott, I'll just say James has never predicted for the Saints to lose a game um, on on the show and score predictions. Never will, and, and, he, and he never will. Very objective. He's never very. We, yeah. we believe in. He's got a real open mind. Objective person. sports Man. journalism here. He's at the got Dome that, Brit- that British objectivity. I think that's that's part of being a Manchester United fan. See, I never grew up a fan of an alpha franchise. You know, where you, they, you you just go out and every time you, you you step on the field, you step on the pitch, you expect to win. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the 80s with the Atlanta Braves losing 110 a game and the Atlanta Falcons having one winning season in the 80s. And guess what? It was 1980. So <laughs> you know what that kind of confidence is. I, I've, I've earned. And on top of that, You're like, the 80s are I was be actually great. born in Cleveland. I'm a Cleveland-born Atlanta sports Jeez, fan. I have earned wow. the right to be a sports Why did you guy. pick a career in sports? Like it seems like you would have done anything. Like, <laughs> like he said earlier, else would have been less torturous. He said earlier, something. Sometimes the the tanking team is also it's great to report on. I mean, there's a lot of questions to be asked. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right though, because where I made my name in this business was recruiting and, and NFL draft stuff. I, I I watch minor league baseball and NFL draft. I mean, I. You know, when I was 16 years old, it was 1989, and the top five picks in that draft, Troy Aikman, number one, Tony Mandrich, number two, Barry Sanders, number three, Derek Thomas, number four, and Bear, and Deion Sanders, uh, number five. And I was like, wow, this draft stuff's kind of amazing. Yeah, it, they're not all like that, dude. 
but that one certainly made an impression on, yeah. uh, on me. So that, again, having those, having these teams, if I wanted to watch any kind of meaningful games beyond, well, September 15th, I had to watch other teams. So I watched, you know, the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, and I watched all of them and I became a fan of the game, a fan of the process because I love sports. It's just my teams were, you know, so Atlanta, Atlanta fans are bad sports fans. No, no, we're not. We've had bad, bad franchises. franchises yeah. It's not our fault. <laughs> I, so, so I was, I was a saints fan growing up and then obviously we never were good enough to make the playoffs or be a super bowl favorite. So I was all, once the playoffs started, I was a Joe Montana fan and I wasn't a 49ers fan. I, I was a Joe Montana fan. So um, I didn't make that jump. I didn't make that. Pet, pet, you just stopped no. watching when the playoffs started. No, I just no, I just I wasn't, wasn't, I wasn't a Joe Montana fan. I, I wasn't was a, not a San Joe Francisco. Montana fan. I was a, a division Saints rival. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. a division rival. Division so that rival. was a tough one. But he, it was. I was a kid. I was. Yeah, like I'll never division. cheer for the Falcons in the playoffs. You know, I'll never cheer for the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs. You know. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's so funny because in college we might go, oh, in this week I'm going to pull for this team because I want the SEC team yeah. to win the bowl yeah. game. In 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 the in, in NFL, like I'm no pro for, right. for the Falcons. Here's or, the thing: I get what Wesley's saying because, again, I had to. I, I I find myself rooting for a team no matter what game I'm watching, unless it's international yeah. football, and then you can root for a draw, and it's like both teams losing. You're like, yes. Um, how old were you when you were doing this, Wesley? Oh, um, eight nine. Yes, we're talking about a child here. Yeah, yeah. And, yes. then, and then when I was nine, I moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. <laughs> oh, I'd never do liked, that. Dude, liked, I was seven. I, I, I liked Joe Montana even more because I hated all the Cowboys fans and, and their team. So um, he at least beat them when the Saints could not. Yeah, I was I was eight years old when I was rooting for Tony Dorsett because <laughs> I thought the silver helmets were cool and I liked the way he ran the ball. Come on, <laughs> we're not talking as like grown men who are completely set in our ways here. Yeah, I agreed. Funny. All right. Any uh, final thoughts that we have before we wrap this one up? It's it's just interesting to not be so emotionally invested in this game when I mean it's still it's still Falcons hate week, but but it's also like if we lose, we get a better draft pick. I'm still <laughs> and invested, maybe, in and maybe they the fire all of the coaching staff if we lose another day. I'm it's still enough. willing to say fuck the Falcons all the time. <laughs> <laughs> My final thought is more of a question that I put out there to Saints and Falcons fans is how long will the good feeling of winning this game last, if at all, depending on how you win it? Because I still have the feeling that at least in Atlanta, and I have a feeling it's probably the same way with the Saints, there's enough animosity out there that even a win isn't going to save the feel, really improve the feeling that the fans have for this coaching staff and this franchise right now. Yeah, a win is not going to make me like Dennis Allen. Oh, right. Yeah, if if if, if uh, both both teams true. we have an, a combined like eleven trips to the red zone and we cook eleven field goals and the, the Saints <laughs> win eighteen to fifteen, six field goals to five, like it's not going to feel good. <laughs> it's it's no. I mean, in terms of the the high for winning the game, it'll last until we play the Lions next week and they stomp us all over the field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, yeah, I'm not going to allow that win to trick me again. That's happened twice this season already. I've been duped. So if we win, I'm just going to chalk it up to we were motivated to beat the Falcons. And that's what that was. If we lose, it's just more evidence that they've got to make some changes this offseason. And we're just got to suffer through the rest of the games to get there 
Yeah, but we've all heard that before. And then we have 26 points at halftime. And you're like, oh, my God, are we going to score? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be chanting. All we needed was a bye week to fix the offense. (laughs) There's a difference between like Sunday afternoon and like Wednesday, Thursday later in the week. And that's why I said, how long does it last? Right. Three days. It wouldn't last till till Monday. If the the Falcons eke out a win against the Saints at home, it's not going to change the minds of the majority of Falcons fans about the direction this team needs to go. Yeah, I, I think for me, right, it, because of the two games that we played well and we fooled ourselves, I can't let it, for me personally, it, yeah, it's, I'm not going to, we need to go on like a five-game win streak before I believe that this team can stand up in the playoffs. Oh, I still would that, that wouldn't be enough. Against this cream puff schedule? I mean, you'd have to beat Detroit, but against I this mean, cream puff schedule? That's true, but yeah, any given Sunday, though. All right, thanks well, so much, Scott. Really appreciate yeah, you coming. Thanks on, for man. joining us. Let us uh, let people know how they can find you. Uh, you can find me at Scout Kennedy on uh, the Twix machine on Twitter X, whatever you prefer. I just like calling oh, it Twix, Twix machine. now. I like that. And uh, the best way to to find me or you know interact is on my YouTube channel, which is just youtubecom Kennedy. Okay. Yeah, and then your home address and your mother's maiden name is... (laughs) (laughs) All right, now that's all the show we have for you right now. We're going to thank our loyal listeners for downloading each week, telling all of your friends about the Dome Patrol podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dome Patrol Podcast. We're also on the Twix machine. I like that. At Dome Patrol PCAST and also at Dome Patrol UK for those of you who speak British. If you want to participate on game day chat, you can DM us on X to get an invitation to our Dome Patrol Discord server. And then don't forget, subscribe on your podcast app. Give each episode a five-star rating comment set up auto download so you can listen to the Dome Patrol podcast anytime anywhere say bye bye donkeys The Dome Patrol Podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network.